Weekly. I'm Scott Prerost. Alongside me today is uh, Jake Burish. What's going on? Uh, today we're going to recap some men's basketball, specifically since the beginning of January when conference play started. So I'm going to start off by talking about these standings up to this point. Uh, in first place in the conference right now, Loyola Chicago, which I don't think is a surprise to too many people up to this point. They're 12-2, 3-0 and in conference. They're followed by UNI, who's 8-7, 4-1 in conference. Drake is 12-5, 3-1 in conference. And then kind of surprised up to this point, Southern Illinois is at 4, 9-6, 2-1 in conference. Missouri State is 12-6, 3-2 in conference. Bradley, who's played some tough games up to this point, is 8-9, 2-3 in conference. Indiana State's at 8-7 and 1-2 and and in conference. And they've kind of surprised some people with Tyree Key being out up to this point. Illinois State is 8-8, 1-2 eight eight, in conference. Valparaiso is 8-9, 1-4 in conference. And in 10th is Evansville, 4-11 and 0-4 in conference. And I would say it's relatively early in the season, so these don't say a whole lot quite yet, but I think we know who's going to be at the top of the pack up to this point. Loyola Chicago is obviously the team to beat in the conference. So, uh, Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I, I think one thing that really stands out is just how UNI has bounced back because they started out it was really rough for them, but they're they're on a four game winning streak right now. AJ Green's played great. Uh, Noah Carter, so yeah, they're second right now. And like you mentioned, Southern Illinois is a bit of a shocker right now. Uh, I, I would think that Missouri State would probably jump them, but uh, we'll have to see. All right, so now we can focus on some individual teams, starting with Illinois State. Uh, as I said, Illinois State right now is eight and eight. They're one and two in conference play. Um, so when I was looking at the stats, and I I don't want to put anything out there that's not true but i'm pretty sure illinois state has the most points in the conference per game up to this point they're at 80.1 but just like i said earlier this season they also allow the most they're allowing 78.4 points per game which out of these teams that we're going to be focused on today is by far the most um like i said they have the offensive firepower but a problem that's been here for a couple of years now is just that defense is just it can't keep keep teams from scoring uh and that's you can't win games when you're allowing 78.4 points per game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was looking uh, at the overall statistics or like team leaders yesterday. I think they have uh, when it come to steals. I know I think uh, Howard Fleming is in there. Then I know like Syke Chapman, Kendall Lewis with blocks. So they're still contributing defensively. They're just not getting as many stops as you would think. And it's like you said, they're scoring, but they're in the bottom of uh, points allowed. So. It, it, like you said, it's just come down to defense past several years because we know we know they can score. We we've seen it. It's just getting stops on the other end. Well, I think one of the big things is I've noticed it really seems like they're either getting like a block, a steal, or they're allowing a bucket. It seems like there's like never if they like if somebody misses. It seems like the other team gets that offensive rebound. It just seems like they have trouble just consistently getting stops on defense. I and mean, they've had games where they've played solid defense, but overall it just hasn't been there. But up to this point in the season, uh. ISU has been led by Antonio Reeves, who's been talked about a lot. He's at 20.8 points per game. Earlier this year, he was at like 21.6. It was like fifth in the nation. Um, next to him, you have Chapman at 15.3, Strong at 13.1, and I believe it was uh, Kendall or not Kendall uh, Kendall Lewis was like like just around 10, I think. Yeah. And then so rebounds, Chapman's at 6.3, so he's averaging 15.3 and 6.3, which is a huge help for this team. And then you have Lewis Kendall at 5.5, Reeves at 4.4. And then for assists, I have Freeman at 55, Strong at 35, and Reeves at 33. One thing I noticed, just look at those leaderboards right there, is Reeves is in the top three in all three of those categories. So he is just, 
he's producing at a very high level on the offensive end, and he's getting the rebounds when he needs to get them. But I just, like I said, no, I'm, it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, but the defense just has to be better. Yeah, that's really what it is. Because uh, if you look at the box scores, Strong, Chapman, and Reeves are the consistent contributor. Like they're getting into double digits almost every game. Kendall Lewis, I think, had a twenty-point game in there. Twenty-two, I think. Twenty-two. Was, so. You'll have those guys here and there that are, are, are going to contribute on the offensive uh, side of the ball. That's great. It's just, I, 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 we don't need to beat anymore. It's just, it's defense. It's. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, up to this point, like I said, they're 1 and 2 in conference. They lost, or they beat Missouri State earlier this season in that overtime game at ISU, but since then they had Valparaiso, who they lost to by 5 in overtime. They had games against Loyola and Evansville postponed due to COVID. And then just uh, two days ago, they lost to Drake in Drake by 11. So, um, I think Illinois State has to start picking it up in these conference games. I think they will find their rhythm here. You'd think at some point this defense has got to pick it up a little bit. I'm sure that there's just something that they're missing, maybe something that they just need to really find uh, get a hang of here. But they have a game on Sunday against Bradley, a big I-74 rivalry game. So um, that'll be a big game for them because Bradley's played tough with some of these top-tier teams this season. I want to touch on that Valparaiso game because uh, in that game, they had 17 turnovers to Valparaiso's 10, and they out-rebounded them 46-33. to So... They're they're getting the rebounds, but the turnovers have also their their turnover margin. I think is it's either number one or I know it's in the top three of worst in the MVC. Yeah, because that that's been the issue the whole year is uh, just turnovers for them. They're they're just they're uh, committing too many. So and it, and it was only uh, what they won. Uh, Valparaiso won by five in overtime. Yeah, so they're they're clearly. Without those turnovers, they, they clearly could have won that game. And in that game, I believe that was, they had, uh, Chapman was fouled with like five seconds left, and they were down one, so he had two free throws. He made the first, missed the second there. So free throws have been a thing that I've noticed this season, too. I think ISU struggled in a lot of games. I know Wisconsin, the game before Valparaiso, I don't know if a whole lot of people thought that they would compete the way they did in that game, but free throws, especially down the stretch, if you make those, you never know. Anything can happen. Yeah, they were, they were 9 for 14 from the free throw line uh, against Valparaiso, so like right, literally right there. That Those are five points that make up that ground. They're called free throws for a reason, I think. So So now we can move on from Illinois State. Uh, we'll move to Missouri State. Uh, Missouri State, as I said, is 12-6 and six overall, 3-2 and two in conference. They are just behind Illinois State in points per game at 78.9, and they're only allowing 68.3, though. Uh, they're led by Mosley, Isaiah Mosley, who has 19.3, Gage Prims averaging 13.9, Jalen Manetta at 10.8, and Jamonte Black is at 10.5. Um, I want to touch on Isaiah Mosley for a second. Uh, I, back in the season when Illinois State played Missouri State, I don't believe Mosley had the best game ever. It was a little tough for him. I think Gage Prim was the one who had the big game in that. But uh, these past couple games, Mosley has really come on. Uh, like I said, in that Illinois State game, Mosley was 5 of 17 from the field. He had 12 points. But these past two games, I believe it's the past two, against um, Northern Iowa and Southern Illinois. Northern Iowa, he had 42 points in a loss. He shot... 43 points in a loss. He shot 16 of 24 from the field, so that's 67% from the field, which is incredibly efficiency if you're going to score 43 points. 5 of 10 from 3, he had 9 rebounds and 4 assists. 
And then, so they, but they lost to Northern Iowa by one in that game. And then against Southern Illinois just a couple days ago, he went ahead and had, I believe it was 30, 33 this game, 10 of 18 from the field, another very efficient game, just three rebounds, no assists, but Isaiah Mosley's play is going to be key to Missouri State winning down the stretch, especially here in conference play. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, though, uh, he, he's been playing out of his mind lately. Uh, versus that game, or versus you and I, uh, I think Gage Prem just had he just had an, he only took what six shots. Granted, yeah, Mosley took twenty four, but uh, if you I, I think if you see a, a little bit more even uh, distribution of the ball, uh, maybe they win that game. But yeah, Mosley's just been scoring consistently. We knew coming into the year. He was gonna score. We he, he's averaging what like he I know he's second. He's averaging like what nineteen almost. Isaiah Mosley's at nineteen point three. Prim's at just thirteen point nine, which is kind of opposite of what I thought it would be at the beginning of the year. It, I it'd be it's gonna be close for them. Uh, who's gonna lead? But you'd assume it'd be Mosley right now. Yeah. Um. But again, that's another team that uh you're just trying to find other players that are going to contribute scoring because you know what you're getting out of Prim and Mosley but uh versus you and I you had Jamonte Black who had 12 but other than that no one scored in double digits and then uh versus Southern Illinois you had uh Gage Prim who had 12 and then you had Donovan Clay who had 13 so you're just seeing a different mix of guys uh just scoring the ball in general uh the one thing that stood out uh, versus that Southern Illinois game they went six for 17 from three while Southern Illinois went 14 for 29 so Southern Illinois uh, made more than half of uh, made more than half. They made more three or what, eight more threes than MSU, but still pulled out with a win. And I think that just shows the type of basketball that Missouri State plays. Yeah, uh, Missouri State has obviously more conference games coming up. They uh, travel to Valparaiso on Saturday. They host Illinois State on Wednesday, and then a game that I'm going to mark on my schedule is January 22nd. They Travel to Loyola Chicago. I know Loyola Chicago is at the top of the conference, and I know their defense is great, but if Isaiah Mosley can play at the level that he's playing against Loyola Chicago, I think they have a chance to pull that game out and keep it close, or at least keep it close late. So I'd watch out for that one. Uh, I think we are good for Missouri State. We can move on to UNI. UNI is 8 and 7 and 4, 4 and 1 in conference. UNI started off the season 4 and 7, but now they've won four straight games. They're averaging 75 points per game, only allowing 69 and a half. Uh, they're led by the AJ Green, who a lot of people had as uh, the preseason MVC Player of the Year. He's averaging 17 and a half. Noah Carter at 13. Nate Heiss at 10 and a half. But I think AJ Green's play has been key in you and I's recent run. Yeah, uh, I know. I remember starting out the season. He started off slow, but he was coming off. I think was it a hip injury? I think yeah, something along those lines. But yeah, he came off. He's really uh, come on lately. But like you said, you uh, have Noah Carter. They've had other guys uh, like Trey Barrow versus Evansville, who uh, scored sixteen. So they've had other guys contribute besides Green and Carter. Uh, so I I think. They are getting into the groove when they need to get into the groove. Like this is exactly where you need to start playing your best. Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree. And I think, I think you and I is one of those teams that they're going to compete in every single game. It doesn't really matter. They're they're going to find a way to stay in the game late. AJ Green's going to find a way to keep his team in the game. Um, I was looking at the turnover margins. They have 175 turnovers. Compared to the opponents, 169. Then they've played, how many games was that? 
In conference or uh, just total, they're eight and seven, so fifteen. So they're averaging over eleven turnovers a game, which isn't great. But if you bring down those turnovers and step it up a little bit on defense, so sixty-nine point five points per game isn't terrible. But compared to some of these other teams in the conference, Missouri State's at sixty-eight point three, Bradley sixty-six point seven. If you can bring that down, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to win some games late, especially down the stretch here. Um, now we can move on. A team that I was actually looking forward to talking to, uh, Bradley. Uh, this is my sister's alumni. They're eight and nine overall, two and three in conference. And Bradley, I don't know if they're given enough credit right now because they are playing close in every game. They lost to Indiana State by five. They lost to Missouri State by two. Isaiah Mosley hit a buzzer beater yep. three to win that game. They lost to Loyola Chicago by seven, but in overtime they took it to overtime against them. And then they just beat Evansville by 32 the other night. Bradley is a team to watch out for. They have Terry Roberts. Uh, he's at 15.5 points per game. He's been a huge part of that team up to this point in the season. Henry's at 11.2. Leon's at 10.9. This team this team has a lot of potential. Like I said, I know that their record doesn't necessarily show it. They're 8-9 up to this point, but they're a team to look out for. I saw a tweet earlier. I don't know if you guys know what the net rating, rankings are. The net is basically... It's more of a statistical ranking of teams rather than like a coach's poll or just like media poll. It's more of a statistical ranking. In the net, Bradley is the best under 500 team in Division One. So, like I said, I don't think they're getting enough credit. Uh, yeah, that, uh, you, uh, you mentioned that Loyola game where they uh, only lost by seven in uh, overtime. One thing that stood out to me on that, so Loyola had 29 free throws. Well, Bradley uh, only had 14. So right there, uh, those are 15 those are 15 more free throw opportunities, and they only lost by seven. They, they were pretty cold from three the whole game. They shot almost 27%. Granted, Loyola shot 21%, but they're in these close games. Again, that's another team. They're hitting their stride. Yes, they, they've lost some of these close games, but I don't think we expected them to be this this close. I don't know if anybody really expected it. I want to pull up the uh, preseason basketball poll here, but I think... Bradley's a team that has shocked a lot of people, like you just said. I mean, they've they've competed in games that I don't think anybody really thought they would compete in. They were predicted to finish sixth in the conference, is what they were, uh, behind Southern Illinois at five. So actually, Southern was actually about what people were projecting here. But I think Bradley, if they continue to play late in these games, eventually they're going to come out on top in these last-second situations. Because I'm sure now that their coach sees what they're doing, they're going to start working on that, those late-game situations, getting these late stops. I mean... Bradley's a team to look out for. I know uh, they come to ISU here on Sunday, I believe. Sunday night is when they come to ISU here. So try to get out to Redbird Arena for that game. Should be a good one there. Both teams, Illinois State 8-8, Bradley 8-9 up to this point in the season. So uh, we can move on from Bradley and go on to Indiana State. Indiana State up to this point is 8-7 and and 1-2 in conference. They're scoring 75.7 points per game allowing just 71, which is up there in the conference. Uh, if you can, Anytime you can get a team under 70 points per game, it's you're know, going to have a lot more success. But uh, Cooper Neese leads that team with 16.3. Henry has 14.4. Thomas at 12.8. Uh, Henry also leads the team in rebounds, and he's also tied for second in assists. Indiana State, from the beginning of the season, they knew that they were going to have to be a team where Every game, somebody stepped up because with Tyreek Key going out with that shoulder injury and he's done for the year, they didn't have that big player who people thought was going to stand out. I think Cooper Neese from the beginning has been the guy who has done that. But if they can continue to get production from their starters and off the bench, they're going to 
have a chance to compete, especially late here in conference. Yeah, uh, versus Bradley, they had five guys scoring double digits and uh, one score uh, eight points. But like you said, they're stepping up right now. Uh, Versus uh, Northern Iowa, they lost by six. Uh, They shot 11 for 38 from three, so they only shot 29%. So that's kind of where you can see that margin, why why that margin was what it was because – I mean, when you shoot 11 for 38, it's just it's not it's not gonna be enough. They committed eight more fouls uh, than uh, Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa shot 14 more free throws. So again, it's just finding those gaps of where you're either giving up points to the other team or where you're not taking advantage of it. But yeah, th- th- I I think again another team that is playing better. We didn't expect it because of Tyreek Key being out. Uh, but yeah, they've been a shocker so far. Yeah, so we've talked about the teams we wanted to talk about. What I want to look at is some of these statistical things. I was looking at these last night, and uh, we talked about Illinois State uh, leading the entire conference scoring, and frankly, it's not really close. I mean, they have 175 more points than any other team in the conference up to this point. Granted, they have played two more games than Loyola, but, like, Missouri State's played two more games than them, and they... Oh, I guess Missouri State does have more points, but ISU's averaging uh, 1.2 more points per game. But then again, you look at their points allowed, and Illinois State's dead last. Yeah. So they're most in points per game, dead last in points allowed. And then Southern Illinois, their defense has been what's keeping them up to this point. I said, like I said, I, I was a little shocked that they were at four. I mean, they're projected to finish five, but Southern Illinois is averaging under sixty-one points per game, which is insane. But then again, they're at the bottom of the conference or ninth in points for. That's a, no, uh, a trend I'm seeing a lot here is, like, these teams that are scoring a lot, they're not playing defense, and that's what's keeping them. I would say Loyal is probably the only team that's, like, kind of doing both. They're second yeah, and They're in the top two and, in yeah, both, they're so they're second both, yeah. That's why I don't think – I think Loyal is on a different level, and I know it's their last year here in the Missouri Valley. I think they're probably ho- hoping to go out with a bang here, but that's pretty big. And then you were talking about – it's crazy that Illinois State is allowing this many points per game because – I believe it was the blocks I saw earlier. They they lead in blocks by ten total blocks, um, and then I think there were steals. They're fourth in steals. Yeah, Mark Freeman and uh, Howard Fleming. They're in the top ten uh, in steals in the NBC. So yeah, it's just sh- it's shocking that they're allowing as many points as they are. The thing you want to point out though is you were talking about this in turnover margin. So in ninth place is Bradley. They're at negative point four seven for their turnover margin. In 10th place is Illinois State with a negative 1.81 turnover margin. And then at the top is Loyola at 2.79. But a negative 1.81 turnover margin is just, it's not going to get you anywhere. Um, so I think we can uh, finish up with this. We're going to talk about uh, women's basketball to close it out. Uh, ISU specifically. ISU, uh, I think they have, you and I is who I would compare them to because ISU Started off, I think they were at the same record, three and seven or four and seven. I think they were three and seven at one point. Yeah, because they're yeah. eight and seven now. And then you and I was four and seven in men's basketball. But uh, so ISU started off three and seven, but they had some tough conference games. They traveled to Wisconsin. They hosted Dayton. Um, they hosted Purdue, who at the time was a highly talented or highly talented team, and they just have a ton of talent all around. But now these last five, they go, they. Host St. Louis, beat them by 11. They host Bradley, beat them by 7. They go to Indiana State to win by 8. Then they travel to Evansville, which you said you would touch on later, but they won that game by 19. And then last night they played Valparaiso, and I just want to point out, 
in high school, uh, I had a coach. He really enjoyed defense. That was his big thing. And we ran this drill where you would – it was uh, the five-on-six – or four-on-six drill. So you had four guys who could actually run. You had two guys out in the corner. And then it was just four defenders, and you had to rotate. And the rotations I saw by Illinois State last night, I don't know the last time I saw that in a college basketball game. It was amazing to watch. I, it was incredible. Yeah, you, you brought up the Evansville game. Uh because I think what, what's weird, I, I'm, I'm going to bring up Mary Crompton because versus Ev- Evansville, it was a tight game, I think, till the end of the third quarter. And then she really just, t- I mean, she took over, I'd say, probably at the end of the second and then in the third. But they just, they 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 ran away with it uh, in the fourth. But then last night, it was kind of a reverse of that. They started out cold in the first, really, I think, what, Maya Wong and uh, Deanna Wilson they were the only ones yes. who, were, who scored from in the first, I believe. And then then I think in the second, they really started to pour it on. I know Juju uh, Redman hit a three. Kate Bullman was amazing last night. I think she, she had, what, 15 points? 15 po- points, 13 rebounds, 6 blocks, 3 assists, 3 steals. Just an incredible stat line. I think that's, what, probably her best game? Oh, by far. And, I mean, in the press conference, we asked her and we asked Coach about it, and they were saying they've known she can do it. She just hasn't had the opportunity. She hasn't actually shown it. I mean, I think they were saying that this was a good matchup for them with that five-guard lineup. It made her be better on defense because she had to rotate. She had to be able to guard those uh, guards. And I think that game really showed what she can do. But Coach was saying, it's yeah, that's great, but it's a matter of can you do this on – uh, Saturday against Loyola Chicago, who has some great players, and they're, they don't run the same offense as Valpo. Obviously, they have a really solid post down there, and I think that's going to be a game to look out for. Yeah, it's, it just comes down to consistency because I think we've seen some spots with a couple players on their team, but usually it comes down like Deanna Wilson has been, I think, she, they, she might be their best player right now, just consistently wise. Oh, yeah. Consistency wise. Uh, but yeah, if they, they just, I mean, Juju's a little bit in a dry spell, I think right now, she didn't have the best game last night. And I don't think Evansville, I think, I don't remember if she scoring double digits for Evansville or not, but it's just, again, finding those other players that are going to step up. Kate Bowman did it last night. So it's going to, we, we just got to see who's going to do it versus Loyola. Yeah. Loyola is going to be a good game to watch out for. They, uh, host Loyola on Saturday at 6 PM. Um, I want to touch on the NBC women's basketball standings up to this point. So they go by conference record as the top. They don't go as overall record. So technically in first place is Illinois State. They're 4-0 in conference, one of only two remaining undefeated teams. Illinois State's 8-7 and overall. Like I said, they've won five in a row, and I think they're really starting to hit their groove. Southern Illinois beat Drake last night. Uh, they're 3-0 and in conference, 8-5 and overall. They've only played 13 games compared to uh, ISU's 15. Uh, in third place, Missouri State, the team who is everyone knows is like the team to beat, they the team to look out for. But I think I think Missouri State has had a tough stretch here. They did just lose in conference last night. I believe that was to uh, U and I, if I'm right. Yep, it was U and I. Yep, U and I. So that was a tough loss for them. But uh, I think Missouri State's still going to be a tough team to beat. And I know uh, ISU actually travels to Missouri State on the 22nd of January, and then they will host Missouri State on February 18th, one of their final five games, which that's going to be a game that a lot of people are going to be marking on their calendar if Illinois State continues to play at this level. Uh, you and I, who just beat Missouri State, also 2-1 and one in conference, but they're only 9-5 and five overall. Indiana State's 2-1, and 7-7 and seven overall. Loyola is at 2-3, and 10-6 and six overall, so Loyola's had a tough stretch in uh, – Conference play, but in not conference play, they had a lot of success there at eight and three before this. 
Uh, Valpo's at two and three, four and twelve overall, with that loss to Illinois State last night. Evansville's at one and two, seven and seven overall. Drake at one and four, nine and seven overall. And then Bradley is zero and four in conference, three and ten overall. Uh, is there anything you want to touch on real quick for women's basketball before we close it out? Uh, I don't think I have anything right now. So, uh, as like I was saying, uh, I think, I think ISU women's basketball is really starting to come on, and I think ISU men's basketball. They just have a couple things that they need to tweak. Like I said, their offense is there, but their defense, if they, they just got to lower that points per game. And like we said, they're getting the blocks, they're getting the steals, but it's a matter of getting a full, strong defensive possession because maybe you're getting the block, but is the other team getting that offensive rebound? So if they can play complete defensive possessions and then continue to score at the rate they are, they're going to start winning these games. Like I said, they host Bradley on Sunday, 7 p.m., try to get out to that game. Um, and then they will travel to Missouri State, which I'm sure Missouri State's looking for a revenge game there. Uh, I believe that is everything. Uh, in the meantime, make sure to follow our Twitter uh, at the underscore vedette and at vedette underscore sports and uh, roll birds. Roll birds.